Hello everyone, welcome back to A Chance to Strive and I am your host, Chance. Alright, so last time we were here we did a Q&A and I, there's a lot of questions from that Q&A which I'm still actually going to try to give you guys, but I did a new Q&A on my story from last night and I was like, I actually found some of the questions pretty interesting, so I'll leave some of those questions for later. Well, kind of like we're building like a little library of questions, which I'll always get to. So, because like I don't want you guys to ask questions and they don't get answered. I do like the fact that it's a little bit more personable to you guys directly. So it's like that's not something I want to stop doing at all. So basically, um, last night I asked questions around like 14 hours ago, whatever that it was, 12, so around 9 p.m. ish, and now it's currently recording at 11. I ended up getting a lot of really questions, like a lot of interesting questions, and I kind of wanted to get to some of those and. Yeah, we might as well just get straight into it. I don't have anything to update you guys on and whatever I have to update you guys on. I'll kind of find a way to fit that into as we start doing this. I think this is actually an interesting one because I feel like I see this a lot in general. Somebody said, can can fuck buddies form a successful relationship? I think it can happen. But I feel like once you're going from like the fuck buddy phase to like a whole relationship, there should be a point where you guys start prioritizing sex and building a bond. Start prioritizing sex a little less and start prioritizing building a bond a lot more. For me, it's like I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. I think it's something that can definitely happen. People start having sex and then they realize there's something more than just a physical, um, just a physical connection. And you're like, fuck it, let's not try. Why not try something more? But one thing that I will say is you do have to be hella careful because a lot of the times you fall into situations where it's actually lust. You know, it's like um, one thing that I've realized is a lot of people don't have a great, great relationship with sex. And I'll be honest, I wasn't one. I was one of those people that didn't have the greatest relationship with sex. At times when I was going through some shit, what would I do? Go fuck. Um, if I'm in a bad mental space, I'm going to go fuck. If, I'm, if I want something to celebrate, I'm going to fuck. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like now that person becomes at the other end of all of these things for you and you start thinking wait they're there for me when i'm sad they're there for me when i'm mad when i have to celebrate they're there you know that person starts becoming so prevalent in a lot of things that you do and you start thinking that's love but in reality it's just because your relationship with sex allows you to always go to that person but it's not necessarily like one of those things where it's like this person really matters and they're here for all of these things just sometimes it's just not that but can it be something that generally happens and it's something that's generally like successful yes but i think no matter how great the sex is you have to make sure the other components are just as important or just as great like when you guys refer from having sex a little bit do you notice the fact that the intimacy lacks and by intimacy i don't mean just the physical touch and portion like that but it's like when they're speaking to you and they know there isn't going to be that reward that normally is there from the beginning and you have to be really careful about it and it's like you can't just say oh i like being around him i like his presence or this or that it has to be actually based off something is it the conversations you guys are having you know it's like every time when we when i go over his house you know it's not like we always get straight into it we're always talking about things we're talking about life that it is side of that then i can start seeing okay there's something there's something stronger being developed here and also one thing i'll say in advice for people that are just having regular friends with benefits or just fuck buddies and you just don't want it to get to that point because it's not what you're looking for stop 
giving that person too much access. I know it's easier to go to a person and find a one fits all type of solution. You know, it's like they're there for sex. If you got a vent real quick, they're there. That it is a, you don't want to do that shit. If you want to be fuck buddies with somebody and your genuine intention is fuck buddies, I'm not saying don't be cordial, don't be a decent person. Y'all can't talk about y'all days and shit. But when it comes to like the big picture things, the things that are very important to your life, why is that person getting access to it? They're your fuck buddy. They're not your best friend. They're not one of your friends that's been around for the longest. They're not this. They're not that. So it's one of those things where it's like, I think a lot of the times we think we are supposed to fall in love with our fuck buddies because we give them too much access. If you're all a fucking fuck, whatever that looks like and however you enjoy sex to be, go ahead, do those things prior, during, whatever the fuck it is. But there are certain boundaries that you have to set in place or else naturally you're just going to start falling for that person. You may not fall in love with them, but you like being around them. You like their presence because it's like, bro, we're fuck buddies. But now it's like we're developing this best friend like bond. And sex is a really powerful thing where it's kind of like if you add a lot of those components, even if it's not at the most extreme, it's automatically going to make you guys a little closer because that's just I don't think people I don't I never really believed in the whole idea of soul ties out of this, out of that, maybe because I didn't understand it enough. But I think all it's trying to say is when you're constantly giving people access to you in that manner, like it's a frequent access. It's something you guys are constantly doing. There is this bond that you start to have. And it's not until I'll say probably recently that I really started to believe where it's kind of like the level of intimacy you can have during sex when you're genuinely in love with someone. It's actually absurd. Like for me currently. I don't put, I haven't posted this on social media, but I, I, I give my podcast access to it because I just don't care. I want people to understand it's like I am in a relationship and shit like that. Right. But um, I think what I'm trying to get at is like that portion, the sex part, the way it's so intimate, it generally has changed my outlook on sex overall. I do believe sex is a powerful thing. And it's one of those things where I think for a lot of men you really start feeling that not like I get it. We get to, you know, like when you're fucking something, it's like, man, I'm going crazy in this bitch. You feel me? I get the whole entire idea. That's like, it's a little empowering for us to have sex because we get to impose our will. And when I say that, I promise you, I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean you're in control and you get to do what the fuck you want. Hopefully you're good at what you're doing and you're actually prioritizing this woman's wants and needs at the same time and shit. But it's this idea that you're in control, you know, like you're on top of the world at that moment with this one person. But I think for a lot of men, once you're no once you no longer have to worry about performing, which is one thing that I think sucks for men during sex. It's like a woman can just sit there and she's she'll do great for a lot of men. You don't really have that as an option, you know, just sit there and you'll be great if she just takes control. It's not really a thing You know I say this all the time I don't think a lot of women Really know how to have sex I think they know how to sit there And criticize the type of Dick they're getting You feel me But it's like When it comes to Cause there's a lot of women Sit there and like Oh that shit was terrible I didn't get this I didn't get that And I'm like um, Men don't seem to have this issue It could be bad But we'll do what the fuck We we came here to do At the end of the day Cause it's like I came here to do one thing and I'm gonna get that done. You feel me? It's like, I think that's the relation, the type of relationship a lot of men have with sex that women don't. We will make it work for us. A lot of women, it's like, damn, if it's not what you thought it was, you'll fake it, you'll do this, you'll do that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've spit on someone's back before because it was just that bad. But my point is, I pulled away and I stopped it. If you're a woman and you stop it when you're not enjoying it, 
I apologize for that. But for you to sit there the whole entire fucking time, but then again, it's like sometimes you're probably sitting there for like seven minutes at the most. So I get it. But if you're sitting there for like 15, 20 plus minutes, not enjoying yourself, putting on a fucking show, congratulations on fucking playing yourself. Because I promise you that, man, if you're not going to be in a long lasting relationship with them, they don't give a fuck. I'm getting my nut off and that's it. Like, that's the idea a lot of men have when they don't really care for the person they're with. It's like, I got my nut off. I'm chilling. Like, no matter what the fuck you say afterwards, I don't give a fuck. I think a lot of women should really start having this same mindset. Like, this is about your nut, your enjoyment. If the man is not doing what the fuck he's supposed to do, just tell him, like, yo, stop. Let me, let me take over real quick. I got this. And it's just doing, start doing what the fuck you like to do. You know these things. A lot of the times, yeah, I get it. You can't communicate. You're worried about the man's ego. And I prom- And this is the thing that I didn't realize, too. When certain women have had bad, encounter, um, bad encounters with sex or, like, terrible sexual exper- um, experiences, they are, a lot, they are not as vocal. It's, like, a tough barrier to kind of, like, overcome. Because, like, the last time you said something, somebody probably exploded. They blamed you. They probably came at your performance, your body. And it's, like, it's one of those things where it hits. It's, and it's one of those things that starts making you insecure to the point where it's, like, you might as well just fake it and say, fuck it. But for me, it's like, just say some shit, a, a, a little tip for that. Just say this hurts. Something went wrong. I felt like something inside of me that is not working. Say some bullshit like that or something like that. I and mean, I promise you, it, you'll find a way to get out of it. Um, What are your deepest fears? Um, my deepest fears. I feel like I've, I've been asked this question. I've just talked about fears in general. Um, I think one of my biggest fears is losing my mother. Uh, I think my biggest fear is losing my mom was because like, that lady has done a lot for me. And it's like, I think like I mentioned my birth story, which was like a while ago in case new people are listening and stuff like that. Um, my I was born in a third attempt. The first two hospitals we went to while my mother was in contractions and everything like that. They told her it was either me or you. My mom is very religious. She was like, nah, that's just not flying with me. We're going to have this and we're both going to stay alive. First hospital said, nah. Second hospital said, nah. Third one, we finally figured it out. But I didn't realize, like, I actually internalized a lot of that shit because I realized it's like I, I actually almost took my mom away from my siblings. And I didn't realize, like, how much weight that actually had on my shoulders, which is why it's like I try to do a lot of things for my mother. And my mom having me at a later year, it's like a gift and a curse. It's like knowing the fact that I'll probably have the least amount of time spent with her than all my siblings, no matter what, because I'm the youngest, right? But then it's like, damn, what if that time isn't enough? I want to make sure she sees all of these amazing things I accomplish before she passes and transcends over to the other side and stuff like that. If you don't believe in all that extra shit, I don't give a fuck. I'm not saying you need to. You feel me? I'm just saying. It's just it's just some problem breaking it down. But my thing is, it's kind of like, I just want that lady to see me do so many different things before she passes away. Because it's like, if she passes away while I'm at 23, what did I have to show to her? For risking her life for me, um, for having kid at a way later age, dealing with all these responsibilities, you were already struggling, and then you added another motherfucker on top, and you had the option to take a way out, and you didn't. So it's one of those things where it's like, there's nothing I can ever do to repay that woman back. So my way of kind of doing that is like, at every single age, I'm going to show you the best son you've had. At 23, I compare myself to all of my siblings at 23. I want to be the best 20. I want to be the best of every age that she's ever gotten to see. Cause it's like, then it's like your investments really paid off, huh? This is the, you, you've seen him at 18. He was doing all of this shit. 
Yeah, the sibling. Yeah, yeah, the other. Yeah, the kids aren't really doing them shits. You see him at 21, 22, 23. And you're like, at 23, he's doing all of this. That's the way he thinks, out of this, out of that. And I'm telling you, my mom was like, she's a sweet old lady. Like, I love her. I love her to death. And losing her, honestly, would break my world. I don't know how I would continue. But, and that's the thing I realized, too. The one thing I'll talk about when it comes to um, grieving. A lot of the times, we don't prepare for goodbyes because it's something we're so scared of, which is why a lot of people, I think when we grieve, it's like, but I could have done this. I could have done that. I lost my grandmother and I lost my grandfather in the same in the same manner, where it's kind of like I had all these dreams and ideas and things that I wanted to do with them. But I never actually took the time to get to, to like, what if they were about to pass away if my time was running out? What would I start doing? I don't think about these things. And then I also don't think about that with my mom at all, because it was one of those things where it's like the moment I think about that with my mother, I start crying. Like, it was just one of those things where I was just so emotional over that shit. So I was like, I may not have a lot of time with her. Or low key, my family is. My, I have family, my, my grandfather, my grandparents, and stuff like that. They made it to the 80s, which means like I probably have, you know, 15, 20 plus more years with my mother. But my thing is, what if I only have five more years with her? What am I going to do to make the best out of that time? I think that's the one thing where it's kind of like we don't prepare once we see people dying of old age, once we see like our parents' body deteriorating because of old age. We're so scared of what the outcome of that may be. We're like, okay, fuck, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to keep you this on the back of my mind. No, it's like show them certain things that they may not be able to do in two, three years. Give them experiences. Have certain conversations about what they used to be like in their younger days and stuff like that. Because then that makes it a little easier to have to say goodbye because you actually took the chance to live with them instead of just worrying about saying goodbye. Oh, yeah, I like that. Took the chance to live with them. (laughs) Um, what else? What other questions are we gonna look at? Uh, situationships and how to detach if you have a soul tie with them. Um, I don't know how you look at soul ties, so I can't necessarily speak on that. But my thing is, it's like the whole idea of detaching from someone. It gets easier. You just have to be very disciplined at like maintaining your distance over time. Throughout the course of things, time literally handles a lot of the shit that you're worried about. I don't know how I'm gonna get over this. Like, I know a lot of us remember saying some bullshit like that, right? And then what what happened? You ended up figuring it out, right? The thing is, it's like when a situation is very close, like it just happened and it's very recent, I guess I mean to say, it's it's a little hard to fully think about it um, in a logical manner. And I'm not saying push emotions to the side, but I'm just saying the idea of being realistic about the situation, it, it gets a lot clearer, you know, down the line. So it's not something you have to stress too much over, but it is something you have to kind of like remember that it is going to take time. But until you give it that time, the answers aren't just something you can just think hard as shit on and they'll just magically come. Sometimes it just takes time and then random things will happen. Realizations, epiphanies will happen. And then you'll be like, oh, so that's the answer. But my thing is stay disciplined and take the time away from that person you're trying to detach from and take time away from the idea of what if this could have happened? What if that could have happened? Fuck all that shit. You don't know. It didn't happen. It's not what you want. So you're good. Just keep it pushing and worry about what's supposed to come next. Um, Guys putting their woman lower on priority than their kids. Is it right or wrong? Is it is it wrong for a man to prioritize his kids over you? There's no... There's no such thing as a dumb question. I have, I've had to learn that in class, so I'm not going to ever say anything like that or I'm not going to shit on someone because you're being vulnerable by asking these questions. But 
I do maybe also one thing I'll say maybe you did experience this and the man didn't do it in a proper manner which led you to thinking is like is this even the right way to do things I think there's a wrong way to prioritize your children over your woman absolutely there's so many different um variations of things and bonds and different dynamics and how certain shit could go and how it could make that person feel but I don't think there's anything wrong with the man prioritizing his kids over a woman I think that's how it should be my offsprings my legacy should be them they're at a state where they are vulnerable to everything that's happening into this world if i don't dedicate the most that i possibly could to them something can go wrong about their development and then they could be fucked over in their adult life in, in adulthood and it would be on me to blame and it would be on like i would have no one else to blame but myself and i think the thing with parenting is it's like when your kids are fucked up or they grow up the wrong way it's not always on you but it's hard not to put that blame on you because you were supposed to be there. You were supposed to nurture them. You were supposed to mold them into these amazing individuals. And to watch that not happen, it, it fucking sucks. So I don't think that's the thing. It's a bad thing for a man to prioritize his kids over you at all, to be honest. I just think he should go about it in the proper manner where it's not like he makes you feel like he doesn't love you. And that's the reason why you're not a priority. It's just... That's just how shit is supposed to work at times in relationships. You're not supposed to be the man's number one priority. Your life is supposed to be that. And the biggest part of his life is his kids. So it's like, and also one thing you have to think about too, it's like if this is a man you're choosing to stay with, it should be a great thing for you to know that nothing gets in the way of responsibility of being a great dad. There's a lot of deadbeats out there. So try to keep that in mind. Um, this is a gym question, a bulking diet. <sighs> don't, 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 don't ask me about shit like that, bro. Look, I, I just eat, right? <laughs> I pay attention to my calorie count, like the amount of pro, how much protein I'm getting in and shit like that. But the biggest idea behind bulking, is like, I think we, we, when you start counting shit too much and being too worried, what's the perfect thing to eat? It, it, it gets kind of fucking frustrating in it. And it's like the whole idea of going to the gym and doing all of this extra shit, it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. And yeah, it's a lot of progress, but you're supposed to find fun in the lessons you're learning. The idea that you're being more disciplined, this and that. My thing is, I, I don't want to focus on diet right now because I feel like that will just stress me out too much. And then it costs a lot of money to bulk on a clean diet. So sometimes, you know, you grab a little burger. It might not be too healthy, but bro, you're doing something right. And the idea that a lot of people have a shitty fucking diet, right? And here you are with a great diet and here and there you slip up and you don't have the best fucking meals and stuff like that. But you're in the gym three, four times a week, four or five times a week. Stop giving a fuck. You're doing a lot better than the majority of people. Give yourself credit for that. The whole idea of your, your gym journey and progress and shit like that, you're supposed to enjoy it. You're not supposed to stress over shit that just makes it a lot less enjoyable for yourself because it's like at the end of the day it's not something you are ever going to stop so if you're doing something that you just don't think you can maintain <laughs> well it, well then it's unrealistic to maintain it's like what the fuck are you doing obsessing over getting this shit perfect because you're gonna do it for three months and then you're not gonna be able to do it again then it's like you do it to prove a prove a point to yourself but it's like it's just not worth it in my opinion <laughs> When to realize you're having too much sex in a relationship. I don't think there's such a thing as having too much sex in a relationship. And I'm going to say why, right? I don't think it's such a thing as having too much sex in a relationship because 
what if both of y'all are just some horny ass motherfuckers? You know, that's just a need you have. I think your partner is supposed to help you meet all your needs. I think when you when sex too much sex is problematic is when it's being counterproductive to whatever dynamic you guys have. Like we're supposed to be talking about what we're going through, that it is, side of that, but then where we just go to fucking. We're supposed to be doing this, but now we're fucking. I think too much sex is an issue only when it's taken away from certain things you guys should be doing and investing in your relationship. But the idea that you're having sex three, four times a week, I said a week, a day. If you can afford to do that, fuck it. <laughs> do it. Have fun. Thrive. Because the idea for sex is there's a lot of benefits to it, like how intimate you get and everything like that. And also, it depends on the type of sex you're having. If it's just the... But if you're having sex where it's kind of like you're holding on to each other, you're gripping tight, like feel bo- feeling your body heat. It's just like when those intimate parts about or within your sexual experiences, I don't think there's really much of an issue with it. And it's a thing there too, right? Some people have sex once a week. Some people have sex four times a day. Their idea of too much sex is very different. So I think just understand what's too much for your person to handle what you want and then find a way to compromise and then just go about that but the idea is like it's too much sex i'm not really a big believer in that but i do believe it can take away from certain portions of your relationship that you need to focus on so that's the only time i'd say it's like you're probably having too much sex if y'all aren't having deep enough conversations and stuff like that because then that experience isn't as intimate as it could be and it's not going to be as enjoyable like the more you have a lot of these extra other other things like love, trust, you know, like um, vulnerability, then when you're actually having sex, it's it's so amplified because the person in front of you is someone you, you're willing to submit and give yourself to. So it's a little different. And men, you can also submit and give yourself to women. It's not just a vocabulary. That only applies to women and stuff. Should I accept a sex friend? So I'm guessing a friends with benefits. Um, preposition. If... I actually like that person. No. Um, I see a lot of people do this shit where it's like, you actually like the person, but you're okay with being friends with benefits. That's settling. Like, I don't know if there's, I know there's a lot of different other ways to look at it, but for me, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna simplify it as that. If you were accepting uh, somebody being your fuck buddy, when in reality, you actually want to be with them, you want to be able to go on dates, you want to do all this little extra shit because you like this person, then it's like you're settling for a certain level of a bond that, that's only because like, and hold on, how do do I want to properly phrase this? For me, it's like you're settling for a bond that in, entails a lot less only because you feel like you just want to have access to that person. Because it's like you like this person. When you like someone, what do you want to do? You want to get to know them. You want to find a way to see if the things would work out. That it is, that it is. When you're in a relationship and it's like a fuck buddy type of situation, y'all aren't worried about developing a bond, um, um, nurturing that bond, investing into it. That's not really a priority. It's just fucking and just giving, like having the sexual pleasure and shit like that. But if you select this person, you should be able to explore these things. So for me, it's like, I also believe, I also see that a lot of people think you can convince someone with sex. That shit does not work. Like, I completely understand where the idea comes from, where it stems from. It's this idea. It's like you're thinking, oh, I'll be able to get to know them a lot more. They'll get to see me a lot more. That is, that is, that is. A lot of men at times can be very 
tunnel vision type shit where it's like they're not focused on anything else around them. They're just focused on the fact that, okay, we're fuck buddies, which we, and that means we fucking, we do this. Even if they were to start liking you sometimes, they they would desensitize themselves from it because it's like, well, this isn't what I'm here for. Men are a little logical when we go about the way we kind of like start off shit. But yeah, I believe like it can turn into a lot more, but if you want it to be more, then I don't think you should accept accept friends with benefits and then to let that person, what, get access to you take not take advantage of you but have access to you have all these benefits and then what if one day they're like okay that's it i want to be friends with benefits no more but you like this person so you'll feel some type of way now you risk getting hurt when you actually didn't even get what you truly wanted out of that situation so for me it's like if you want sex find someone you can find for that and stuff like that but to go to someone you like and you're like, okay, fuck it. I, I, we can't like each other. We can't do the X, Y, and Z. But I guess I'll be okay if we just fuck. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You'll find yourself wanting more just because of everything that sex can entail. Uh, someone didn't really give a topic. but Well, they didn't really ask a question, but they kind of just said seeking validation from men. Um a lot of women seek validation from men, and I don't think there's, I promise you, no man will ever give a fuck about the fact that a woman is seeking validation from us. We have an issue with the fact that y'all lie out your fucking ass about you seeking validation. Like, there's so many random things women say in the gym, especially, and I'm just like, well, I, I, I do this to be more comfortable. You wear a bodysuit <laughs> to the gym to be comfortable? Bro, like... Right, and it'd be like the most absurd things, right? Right, a woman will go to the gym to do cardio with no bra, and say this just feels more comfortable. I know you're fucking lying. You're telling me you're on a treadmill, big ass titties and shit, right? And that's more comfortable for you in the gym. It's more comfortable, like, I, and this is the part that y'all may say, yes, it is more comfortable. Really, it's more comfortable to run with your hand here the whole entire time. I, I, I used to run. I used to do track. I promise you, it is not more comfortable to be running and doing this shit. It's just not. So it's like, there's certain things y'all do. We're just mind blown by it. And especially for fitness influencers that are women. Bro, you are posting a gym video. The It can be back day. Right? It could be back day. All of your exercises, you just post them while you're already doing them. But the one exercise where you're about to sit or you're standing up to sit, it's like I'll watch I'll watch certain women, fitness influencers, they do a clip of them just about to get into a set. Like they're about to sit down, they're pulling their shirt up, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with your workout. But I know what, what, it, what it had to do with. Your ass looked good in this fucking angle. And this is my thing, right? And I promise you, I'm not one of those men when I'm like, nah, I don't do that shit. Keep it strictly content. Da, da, da. Do what the fuck you want. Make your content however you want to make it. But just be honest about what your fuck you're doing. My thing is, right, if you worked for these cheeks, if you worked for your cheeks to be luscious, lumptious, show it the fuck off. But don't sit here and be like, I'm doing this for myself. No, no. You put in the work to get the cheeks for yourself. Now that you're showing your ass, it's for you, really. You're telling me you don't look in the mirror and see a fat ass, right? 
but hearing it from other people does something. And they'll be in the comments, no, I just do this for myself. Or it's like, I, you'll have the tightest, tightest leggings on. And then you lift your shirt up. Why? Uh, so it doesn't get, sometimes it gets stuck between our cheeks. I'm like, do you get a wedgie in with your leggings? No. So if your pants that are directly on your butt don't get in between your cheeks, how does the shirt that's on top does? There's no separation for it to go in there. But my thing is, it's like, bro, this is just a lot of bullshit. Like the way you dress sometimes, the things you buy, that it is out of that. It's not all about comfortability. It's just not. Y'all can say this, but bro, it's not. Like the reason why your panties might be, and this is the thing, right? I, th- I know the body parts a little differently, but if I were some loose ass boxers, I'm chilling. If I were something tight, then it's very uncomfortable to go to the gym with them. So I get that. So the idea of something being tight doesn't always mean it's very comfortable. But, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeking validation from men. Do what the fuck you want. Do it as you please. But the part where you feel like you have to fucking lie about it, that's just the part that has men mind blown. Because this is my thing too, right? Whenever we ask certain questions, it never gets answered. Like, I watch this all the time. I'm, I'm not one of those people that will ever be in somebody's comment section. I just think that is desperate, and you just want to be heard, and you're probably not heard enough in your life. Like, I truly believe that. Like, when I tell you, this is a great book. When I tell you, some people are so bitter. There was a video of mine, right? I turned the comments off. Certain individuals will go to another video of mine, and then they'd comment on there. And I'm like, wow. Your life is that bad that when you open up your phone, it's the only time you feel you feel heard. Like you're you're scrolling through comment sections. Let me give my idea. Let me give my take on this. And I'm like, I feel so sorry for some of you guys. Like I know, like at times, like I, I don't want to bring up the video, so it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, you're just trying to cover yes. No, it doesn't even matter what it is about. It just matters that this. Some people have this idea where it's like. I want you to know what I'm saying. You're going to hear from me. My voice will be heard. And I'm just like, y'all look sorry as shit. Because it's like, imagine trying to bash somebody in their comment section. Like, you're that obsessed. I just can't understand it. I've never been somebody to comment on shit. I just don't understand what the purpose of it is. Maybe it's because representation is such a big thing for me. Because I'll see, like... Grown woman, and this is the thing, right? Some of my content have been very controversial in the way I break things out on purpose. I, I choose them on purpose, you know. I get it. But my thing is, it's like, when you hear certain people in these comment sections, I go to their pages because I'm just like, this is absurd. Because I'll see the little picture. I'm like, bro, you were in your 40s trying to bash a 23-year-old about being open. And I'm like, and about being vulnerable to shit. And this is my thing too, right? A lot of y'all, Always have so much shit to say about short term, like about idea perspective that's missing, what's not there. And y'all just be projecting out your ass. Cause it's like, just because I say this doesn't mean that doesn't exist. But you're like, you have this idea? Nah, that don't work with my shit. I'm gonna go against it. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, nobody gives a fuck about you. And I mean that in the nicest way. It's like, I understand your need to wanna be heard. But at the end of the day, you are just an individual scrolling and my face came on your screen and that upset you to the point where you wanted to react. 
my thing is it's like the idea of being so reactive and wanting to be heard it's just sad it just shows a lack of discipline like i don't agree with someone's idea so i must say something like this is itching like like i i have to type i have to type i have to type his comments aren't available i'm gonna go on another video and type and then some people even dm me when they about that shit but it's like wow like y'all are sorry as fuck but it is what it is i'm just like some people just operate that way i, I don't understand it but yeah the, the old lady that was in her 40s 30s it happens all the time to me but this specific one that i've seen recently I'm like, you got two kids. And the daddy ain't around. Don't you think adapting to new perspectives might fucking help your life? And it's like, I remember, oh yeah, I was like, this is how to go about, it was one of my reels recently about like how to properly ask the question. And she, she was like, nah, not for me. Mm -mm, that makes no sense. And I'm like, maybe the nigga... I'm sorry, but maybe the motherfucker would still be around if your ass would learn how to adapt to things. I don't understand the idea of being, I get it, being stuck in your ways. It makes sense. If it worked for you, it works. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. I still believe in that shit. Well, you have to adjust. That's how, you know, evolution happens and shit. But for certain things in your life to not be working out and for you to think, mm -hmm, ain't none of this shit had to do with me. I'm going to stay the way the fuck, the way I am. God damn. You're closed-minded and stuck to your ways even when this shit ain't working out for you. You are in your 40s and you're single. You, you don't think adjusting to new ideas may help you find a man? I don't need a man. Your kids do. <laughs> they need a positive male influence as much as you can be into your masculine energy. You're not a man. Like it's Sorry to say, but the experiences of a man being around, it does a lot. And if you think that I ain't bugging and it's bullshit, all is needed is a mother. I was raised by a single mother and I think she did great. But there were things my mentor taught me that I had so much less time with that was crucial to my development. So, no, this is not just a man talking out his ass because he wants to say men are important. This is a man with a single mother who prioritizes her and cherishes the fuck out of her. She is my everything. But still, I understand the fact that she didn't go through life being a man. So there are certain things she could not invest in me because she did not have the life experiences where she had to focus on it, had to make it a priority. Like, do you, can a woman sit here and really explain it's like the idea of being used and always being expected to be a provider? Those two things and how sometimes we struggle with them. You may have a lot of knowledge on certain things, but the exact influence to be able to speak life into me. That wasn't something my mother could have done. My mentor did a way better job at it. Was it because my mom lacked the emotional intelligence? No, that woman is smart as shit. But why am I so in tune with my emotions? Because my mother, she was very great with these things. Her presence being around, it added on a lot to me. But you need both. And for you to be a 40-year-old single mother with two kids... I'm not bashing you. I'm not knocking you. I don't know what your life is like. But this is the thing. Actually, fuck all that. Y'all don't have a y'all don't give a single fuck about bashing me in my comment section. So for today, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just give myself a pass on some shit. But it's like, just adapt to things. Things like we're so entitled to to our ways of working that it makes us forget that we can grow when we let go of some of this shit. And the idea of accepting new perspectives. It doesn't mean you have to let go of what the fuck you truly believe in what you want to stick with. But what it does mean is now you're someone that has a lot more available to you. You're not a one-dimensional person. 
And isn't that a good fucking thing to know more? To be able to have more tools in your arsenal to utilize? I could have sworn that was a good thing. But apparently, if an idea slightly contradicts yours or goes against it, you don't want to fucking hear it. And it's it's sick. But the fact that people are way older than me struggle with this shit, it makes, it makes me feel great. I'm not going to lie. So sometimes the bashing, it just makes me realize, like, you're on a great motherfucking path, my boy. You're doing great. Um, why are you still hiding them toes? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Why, why, why would I need to show my toes? Like sometimes, like I think a lot of y'all just want to want to want to talk. But this is the thing, right? Some of y'all are serious. Look, just because you have a foot fetish, that's fine. Go online, look up toes, fantasize about toes, put whipped cream and strawberry syrup and suck toes. That, that's none of my concern. But leave my toes alone. But one thing I will say is I actually have very pretty feet for a motherfucker. I'm not going to lie. For a man, I have some really pretty feet. But leave my shits alone. Please and thank you. Um, How sex and money impacts a relationship. If you're dealing with a man who wants to be a provider, when he is unable to provide, it fucks with him mentally. Like it fucks with him bad. It's one of those things like we can't get away from. I want to do this for you. I want to buy you gifts, da da this, da da that. And I'm in a position where I have to accept that I can't be the man that I want to be. So it's not about you and what you want. A lot of the times women feel like, hey, I really don't need these things. Da, da, da. It's not really it. It's the fact that we want to do things that we cannot do. It's hard to. It's like the fact that we have to accept a reality that we don't really want to be part of. And for a lot of men, that kind of gets them stuck and it's a little hard for them to overcome. And sex, sex, I get some of y'all be saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if y'all are willing to learn each other's bodies and improve on what the fuck it is that you have to do. But when you're stuck to your ways, like for a woman, you want to be lazy the whole entire time. But the man loves a woman that gets up with him, that talks her shit, that, 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 then it matters because now it's like, there's part of us that's a big part of us because for a lot of men, that's the only time they truly feel loved, where they feel like they're in power, where they truly feel intimate with people. And now you're incapable of giving that to him in the manner that he really needs it from. So it doesn't matter, but it's one of those things where it's like it's not a do or die type shit. Y'all can learn. All right, baby, what do you want more? By having conversations about these things. What is it that I'm not doing that we could be doing differently? I've heard of, and this is the thing, right? I get it, I'm 23, so there are certain things I don't know about. But I have conversations with a lot of people a lot older than me where it's like I can extract from their experiences to kind of give shit to you guys. There are people where it's like they're in their 30s, they're having sex. And I know this for a fact, so 30s, 40s, they're having sex and it's not exactly what they want it to be. But they sit down and they have certain conversations. They're like, I like a lot of this and I don't get it here. And when the other person says, yes, I got you, do it, let's do it. Bro, it's like, this is the thing, right? For sex, I don't know how long y'all have sex for. If you have it for five minutes, it may not be your fault. So I won't say shit, but you can have sex for five minutes to 50 minutes. So it's like, it's not a great, it's not a big time of your life where it's like, you can do everything you can possibly want in every single session. It's not a thing that happens, but if there's something that you're not getting at all, eventually you're going to start being a little frustrated. Imagine you go to school and you really hope they had strawberry milk. And every single time you only see chocolate milk and vanilla milk. But you love strawberry milk. 
at a certain point, it's going to start pissing you off that you're not getting strawberry milk, even though there are other options. There are other things out there. To, there's water. You know, there's all these other things. It doesn't matter. It's the idea that something you want isn't there and you constantly have to keep on going back to this place and keep doing this shit. And you're like, if I'm constantly doing this shit, why can't I get what I want out of it? Once once you start having those mindsets, it's something you, it's hard to pull away from. So my thing is it's like, just start doing what the other person likes. And the thing about sex is don't be closed-minded neither. And if you are closed-minded, then find someone who doesn't require much. One thing I'll say is it's kind of like somebody that's very experienced comes in contact with someone who's not as experienced. And the person who's not as experienced, it's like, oh, all of this stuff that you like is a little too much for me. I do some things that I didn't necessarily that I don't necessarily like during sex with my partner. Do I have an issue with it? No, because right there is liking to do things. But there also is this other part doing something you don't like because of the reward. My thing is, it's like once you know you're being rewarded for doing something, you start to like it one way or another. Maybe that's just how I process because I'm very big on like I I get turned on a lot by knowing that I'm pleasuring my partner. So let's just say she brought us something that she wanted that I wasn't doing and I tried. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but the moment I do it, her moans, her gas, she's out of breath. She's grabbing my head. That You think I'm not going to start liking to do that shit automatically? Because for me, the act itself, I think people pay too much attention. Oh, my God. Oh, but all my friends have said they don't really. This is a lot. Shut up. Your man likes it. Find a way to give him what he wants. Your woman likes it. Find a way to give her what the fuck she wants. Even if I don't like certain things initially, I'll be willing to try it a few times. And don't try something once and be like, I'm done. Try it a few times. Like. It's not like you ever, have you ever tried some shit you thought you did not like the first time and you're like, oh, I'm in love with it. No, it takes some, sometimes it takes a little repetition. It takes getting your feet wet. You feel me? You know, put your toes in there the first time, put your whole foot in there. And then eventually just try to dive real quick and see how it goes. Go to the deep end. You know, you might die, but you know, at least you get to come back. But my thing is, it's kind of like, if it's something that you really like, fuck it. Just go for it and see how it feels that it is out of that. But my thing is, it's kind of like people's. A lot of people aren't very communicative about what they want sexually because people are so childish and so stuck to their ways when it comes to sex. Like, I know a lot of people's like, uh, like, especially with friends, too. It's like, I'll bring up some shit. They'll be like, the fuck? Nah, I'll never do this shit. I'm like, okay, no wonder why certain women won't ask for certain shit or why certain men won't ask for some shit. Like, there's certain woman that's like, we'll bring up a random thing when it's having a conversation. It's not like me and this person are about to do anything. We're just friends, platonic friendships, and we're just talking about certain things. Now, fucks no. And my thing is, it's like, we're so influenced by what other people deem as this is normal. This is okay to do during sex. Where it's like, you've never tried some shit, but because everyone around you says, nah, I don't do this shit. Now, this shit's disgusting. This is nasty as shit. What the fuck? Now, you're, you've tapped into this mindset. Yeah, nah, this shit is nasty. How, how do you know? Well, and you describe it the same way everybody around you describes it as if like that's really your personal experience. Like, no, the fuck it's not. You're just a, you're just a very small-minded individual. For me, it's like sex is about an experience. It's about exploring. Whatever the fuck you, you think you don't like, try it a few times. And even if you don't, back to the thing I was saying, it's like sometimes I do certain things I don't like initially, but because she loves it, 
I start getting turned on while I'm doing something that I don't like. But why? Bro, because she's enjoying herself. Like, that's my priority during sex. And that's also why I think you should have sex with the right people. A motherfucker who cares about you being pleasured will be turned on once you're being pleasured. Even if they don't necessarily aren't in love with what the fuck they're doing. And this is my thing, too. It's like, if we are having sex for 30 plus minutes and I got to do some shit you really love that I'm not the biggest fan of for two, three minutes, that is a one tenth of the time. I don't give a fuck because I'm now I'm expecting, you know, for one tenth of the time to be dedicated to some shit that you may not be the biggest fan of, but that, that I really enjoy. But now it's like we dedicated about six minutes to something that we really love that the other person doesn't necessarily is the biggest fan of. But really, you're going to complain about three minutes in comparison to the other 27 fucking minutes that y'all are having sex for. It's just y'all are just childish with this shit. My thing is, when it comes to sex, prioritize what the fuck the other person likes. And you should, it should be an issue for you if you don't find some type of excitement out of giving them what they want and seeing their enjoyment of it. Because then you're not a person that has a great relationship with sex. Because I don't understand how you love someone. You're having sex with them. You do something that they are in love with and you're like, nah, I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't want her to have this enjoyment anymore eh. to me that just doesn't add up but maybe it's because of my relationship with sex people's is different so you got to talk to your man and or your woman if they go what the fuck they want but my thing is it's like i just don't process shit that way and i just can't i'll take one more question what are your thoughts on feminism and masculine energy um Feminism, I think when you are a true feminist and you understand why this shit started in the first place and it was about equality and equity and not just about I can do the same fuck shit y'all niggas, y'all motherfuckers be doing. That type of feminism, like the new wave of feminism, I think it's just a lot of bullshit. It's just a, hey, I don't have to be, I don't have to be held accountable for my bullshit because other men out there are terrible. Like, yes, our frontal lobe develops a lot later than y'all. It takes us a lot more time to do, to learn certain shit. And a lot of men really are shitty. But for a wave of feminism to be like, because men ain't shit, we ain't going to be shit. Okay, go off, shorty. Like, you, you you feel great not being a good person. You shit on men for not being a good person. And now you're saying, I'm going to not be a good person. Fuck it, because this is too much. We're handling too much abuse. We're having to be good all the time and just being taken advantage of. I'm tired of it. Go off. If that works for you, go the fuck off. But, and there's nothing wrong with masculine energy. Because I, I do believe that a lot of women, they maintain this masculine energy to protect themselves from men in general. But a lot of them are willing to submit when they do find the right type of woman. Oh, a woman. When they do find the right type of man to submit to. But my thing is, it's like, I also don't believe in the whole, like, you should make a man fucking suffer. Before you give him access to your feminine energy. Like, well, I'm, saying, I'm not going to submit to a motherfucker who can't lean, a motherfucker who ain't this and that. But now it's like you're having requirements for that shit to be brought down instead of just, he cares for me, he loves me, so I got this. Well, now he's too soft, he's a little too emotional, so I'm going to maintain his masculine energy. It's like, it's a lot of chatter. But I do believe that feminism killed chivalry. Because y'all wanted everything to be so equal. If you can do this, I should be able to do this. Like, I get it. Certain things that are unfair, it makes sense. 
but I think we focused on equality a little too much when the whole idea should have been equity. Right? It's like it just doesn't make sense to expect men and women to be fully equal in every category. There's a lot of things women are just going to be better than men at in general. And I promise you, I do not want to hear nothing about more than two genders. If you believe that, you are free to do so. I believe people should identify as whatever they they want to be. But for people to always have something to say whenever men and women are said, it just feels like a little much. It's like we have dealt with this way of thinking for so long. So my thing is I am speaking in a way people are going to understand what I'm saying. It's not that I have anything wrong with that. I hope heart, I hope I have taken a class on identity and a big part of it was actually learning this different identities. So I've dedicated my time to understand about this. So it's not something I'm delusional to that I don't accept. I believe people deserve to be happy making whatever decisions they choose to. But if you can make your decision to be happy and live as you want, I think other people should be able to do that as long as they're not being doing it in a negative manner. That's my point. But my thing is it's kind of like feminism, masculine energy. There's nothing wrong with it. Just don't make it feel like it's a thing you did because of you're competing against men. You're not in competition with nobody. You're just trying to be the best version of yourself. And I get it when you're not able to be equal to a man just because of his gender and what's in between his pants, then that is a big fucking issue. But feminism and masculine energy, I don't think there's anything wrong with either one. I think a lot of people just utilize them for the wrong reasons. Feminism, a lot of people kind of tap into that to be, to not hold themselves accountable for their bullshit and be and be just as shitty as men and then blame it on men for their actions. Um, that type of shit, I'm not a big fan of it. But the whole idea of pushing for equality and equity, of course I fucking support it. I don't want to believe the fact that another man means more than my mother just because my mom lived their life as a woman. I think that's some bullshit. My nieces that are coming up, I don't want them to be in competition with a promotion, job promotion, and they are beating this dude in every single statistic, but the dude gets the job because he's a man. I don't want them to have to go through that shit. But I do believe there is still such a thing as generals if you're in a dynamic that permits it. So it's more so finding like just finding a person that works with what the fuck you want to do. That's really my thing. And I think that's the part where we will end this off for this Q&A. Um, I tried to get through the majority of the questions. Anything that I didn't get through was probably a little too long to read over and over again. But I love you guys. I hope you guys are doing great. Keep on prioritizing your mental health and understand the fact that you're going to have to learn how to deal with people trying to bash you. And that's one thing I've had to realize recently. It's like a lot of people are hurt. They haven't healed. And anytime they get a chance to speak to their past, they will do that through you. Like when I tell you, it's like people talk about me in certain ways in the comment section. And I'm like, when did you get access to the fact that I was this type of person? But I'm like, I've realized that it's like they're not speaking to me. They really aren't. They're just attaching their experience to me. I'm an easy outlet. Because I said a certain thing, now they see that person in their past and they're getting all those little things to say that they never really got a chance to say. I'm okay with that. If I'm an outlet for you to bash, for you to get your emotions out, reel it in. I'm cool with it. But 
what that means for other people is just be a strong one. Understand who it is that you truly are. Because I promise you, motherfuckers who don't even know you, <laughs> who have known you for a few days, a few months, given the chance, they will project some terrible things onto you. They will say, you're this, you're that. And you just have to learn how to be yourself unapologetically. Because a lot of motherfuckers are going to make you feel like shit for certain components that are part of you. And you're just going to have to say, it's like, I know this isn't me. This is you. This is what you have a problem with. Always listen to what people are saying because even in the most negative comments, you can extract something from it to add on to your value as a person and become better. So a lot of people have bashed me and there's been times I'm like, I know you're being a bitter bitch, but I know that I can actually extract something from this and be a, and find a way to make it work for me in a positive manner. So it's one of those things where it's like, even if something is being said to you in a negative manner, dismiss all the bullshit that you don't need. Hold on to the little part that you think may help. Because it's not about your pride and ego. It's about being better. So if someone gave you access to some shit that and helped you improve, be grateful for it. The universe offered you something, and they offered them something. They got to express their emotions, get some of their anger out. You did a good part, but you know this isn't you. So I saw all that shit out. Hold on to whatever. Just learn how to extract things. And I think one person asked, like, I'll even make this the last question since it's like, I like giving y'all last minute advice. What's your favorite thing about being alive? My favorite thing about being alive is the fact that I get to learn. Like, I know it may sound cliche as shit, but it really is. I get to learn. I get to change. I get to have all these epiphanies so fucking frequently. And it's impressive to me to see how I think. And how my view on things change the more access I have to different perspectives, different access to knowledge. And I think that process in me is like, it's exciting as shit. Like for me, it's like, I love learning because the more I learn, the more it's like I can use those things and apply them to myself and my growth. So that's what I'm the most grateful for. My family, all these little things, of course. But I think the one thing that makes it above all that goes into everything I do in my life is learning. Always be a student. Keep learning. Keep on thriving. Keep on doing what the fuck you got to do. I love y'all. And this is where I really end it off. Peace.